Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listening to the KSR Football Podcast. Well, folks, by now you heard that I botched up this week pretty badly. So here's the thing I'm one of those people that an apology means nothing unless there's some substance to it. So to make up for the technical difficulties earlier in the week, now I have another little nugget for you. Spoke to Jacob Hester. You remember him. He lost to Kentucky about 14 years ago. The last time LSU played, they were the number one team in America. Kentucky upset Hester and the Tigers before they went on to win the national championship game. Now he's coming back to Lexington. He's running it back. And before he returns to town, he spoke about that 2007 matchup and previewed this Saturday's game between the Cats and the Tigers. Um, So, hey. Let's take it away for a nice little conversation with former LSU running back Jacob Hester. I hope this makes up for Monday. Please forgive me. Trust me. This will be worth it. Now happy to be joined by Jacob Hester, the former LSU Tiger running back. You can hear him on Sirius XM on the SEC channel. You can hear him on radio stations throughout this great state of Louisiana and pre-gaming the SEC with Chris Dorian. Jacob, thanks for joining me today to talk about this this big upcoming game Saturday night in Lexington. No, absolutely. As I was telling you before we hopped on here, man, I'm a big fan of what Kentucky's been able to do the last couple of years. And so I have been a, uh, a big uh, fan of Mark Stoops, the administration, the whole deal. So I know they're playing my school this week, so maybe I can't be as big of a Kentucky fan as I normally am, but I appreciate and respect what they've done. Well, it's it's when you're undefeated, this doesn't happen very often. I think it's only the fourth time Kentucky's been 5-0. and They just beat a number 10-ranked Florida team, and now LSU's coming to town. And this, you know, Joe Burrow's not walking through that door. Uh, I know fans here are still chomping at that bit to beat a brand name, but things are going – it looks bad from the outside. You're closer to it. Are things as bad as they seem down there in Baton Rouge, Jacob? 
Yeah, so look, we know the expectations of LSU, right? It's like we're a championship or bust mentality because in the last 20 years, outside of Alabama, LSU has won the most national titles, right? So that is the mentality at LSU. They want to win SEC championships. They want to win national championships. And right now they're three and two. And we know that's not the expectation level of an LSU. And then last year you finished five and five. And so you got to see more wins. And it hasn't been bad football. Like when you go and you watch the tape, there's a lot of good, but their inability to run the football is so glaring on the tape, and that's really been what's held them back this year. If they're able to run the football, maybe not in the first game. UCLA had a really good game plan. I think you saw two new coordinators uh, try to adapt to the game, and you could tell, like, you know, Chip Kelly took advantage of things that LSU did defensively and, and on the other side as well. But in this Auburn game, like if you got in your four minute offense and you took some of that clock away, I think you're talking about a different ball game, right? You you were up 19 to 10, you were up 13 to nothing, two different times. You had double digit leads, but you were so pass happy because you have to be. You weren't able to get a victory there. That's a game LSU absolutely needed to win because they had uh, they had it within their grasp and they really dictated the pace for a majority of the game. They just weren't able to close it out. So. Yeah, look, we, we know what the expectation level is here in Baton Rouge, and they haven't met that just yet. So I wouldn't say it's a, like as bad as it looks, like the football portion of it, mm-hmm. but also nobody wants to talk about moral victories and almost and maybes and shoulda, couldas here in Baton Rouge. So you got to go out there and you got to win games. That, that loss to Auburn at home, it kind of felt like how Tennessee fans felt whenever Kentucky won at Neyland Stadium last year or how Florida fans feel now where it's just, you can't lose that game because it's it's a team you should beat. And I, I, I feel like that would almost be the same with fan bases don't like losing to Kentucky in the SEC. What what does LSU have to do well in this game to, to be able to go and win on the road? Uh, I believe in their first road game of the SEC play so far this year. Well, they got to win in, in Starkville, but kind of the same thing that I talked about with the Auburn game. That, that game was 28 to 10. And it ended up 28-25. The defense for LSU is actually playing really well. Outside of a second half in Pasadena, this is a defense that's played well. But as you know, when you're playing that style of defense and you're getting the other team off the field, if your offense doesn't throw that haymaker that knocks the other team out Mm -hmm. and that offense for the other team gets more opportunities and you're on the field for, let's say, like 88 plays like you were against Mississippi State, well, yeah, eventually they're going to have success. The defense is waiting on the offense to give them a little help here, and you've got to have that this week. When you look at the matchup, LSU has not been able to run the football on anybody. I'm talking mm-hmm. McNeese State, Central Michigan, anybody they've played. And with the front seven that Kentucky has, I, I don't see them having success if they do what they've done in the past. They've got to do something different. They have not had success running inside or outside zone. They've had some success running some gap schemes like counters. They've been okay in your pull and, uh, pin and pull system, but they've got to find something. I don't know if it's a jet sweep. I don't know if it's getting uh, in pistol and run and stretch, something we haven't seen because I've seen enough tape now to know that what they've been doing can't be effective against a good front seven like Kentucky has. So that, to me, is going to be the matchup of the game. Uh, Kentucky's going to be able to run the football, but to how much success. So that's something to watch for, mm-hmm. but it's not as big of a matchup for can LSU run the ball enough. They don't have to be world beaters, but they have to commit to the run. They only had 13 rushes by running backs last week wow. against Auburn. That number's got to go up because you have to at least have the threat. 
there's a lot of times that Auburn dropped eight guys, even dropped nine at different times and only rushed two guys saying, I dare you to run it, and LSU didn't take them up on it. Wow. Wow. One final question about this game. Uh, who's who's the scariest through the Tigers' eyes? Who's Kentucky's scariest player? The one you're like, we got to – that's the guy we got to worry about. We got to contain. I know for Kentucky fans, it's all about Butte. If you can yeah. – you can't take Kayshawn Butte out of the game, but you got to limit him and try to limit his big plays. Who, who's that for LSU? Man, there's a lot of candidates. I think Wendell Robinson is certainly one of those guys. I, I think he's just so scary because he can make a play and hit a home run so fast, and they're going to line him up in so many different spots. And maybe I, I'm, I'm biased in my answer, but I think the overall guy's got to be Chris Rodriguez. Right, I, right. I, can't, I can't watch him run the football and not appreciate what he does. You don't have to look for 24. Like, he'll find you, and I mm-hmm. love that. I know he's had some fumbling issues, and they've got to get that fixed. That's not something that you want to see from your power back. But it doesn't have to be blocked perfectly for him to have success because he will run through you, over you, around you, past you, all those type of things. You can't let him go off in this game, right? If he starts to gain momentum, what does that do? Well, it opens up everything else. Then Wondell Robinson will have that big play that he's capable of having. Then Will Levis will have more room in the play-action game to make that big connection. And I know Wondell Robinson has gotten like really a bulk of, of Levis's yards. Like when you look right. at it, it's like 200 yards per game and Wondell's like got a hundred of them. But look, if it's set up by play action, that can be effective. Like you don't have to worry about spreading the ball out because it's so open because you're so terrified that Kentucky's going to be able to run the ball. We didn't even talk about Cavassier smoke. And so, yeah, that's the guy you can't allow Rodriguez, in my opinion, to get going. And, and there's a couple of names on defense, certainly square. I, I think it's one of the better linebackers mm-hmm. in the conference as well. Like, you don't want to get that guy going as well. But I think we could throw Kennard and Rosenthal, offensive line. I mean, there's just so many matchups in this game that I think Kentucky is going to try to take advantage of. Happy to have Jacob Hester joining us. Uh, you know, no no Burns or Stingley either. But enough about this week's game. I know yeah. a lot of Kentucky fans that we got to talk about 2007. One of the biggest wins ever. When, absolutely. When I mentioned that, when I when you just hear that Kentucky 2007, what's what is the first thing that that comes to mind for you? Uh, I definitely remember like every aspect of the game. Um, I remember it being great weather. I remember it being a great atmosphere. Uh, certainly remember the 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 fans stormed the field, but it was a situation where they were like really genuine and nice about it like okay if you, if you play at a place like florida like they're, they're cussing at you they're throwing oranges at you i mean it's just like a violent environment there but like lexington fans when they rushed the field they were like man hey man great game love the way you play uh, this is a big win for us and it's almost like yeah i i understand why you're storming this field it's a big win for your program uh you got to give credit to everybody that was involved uh in, in that contest for kentucky there was multiple times that it looked like we were going to pull away. And some of my former pro teammates, Jacob, Tammy, Wesley Woodyard, they didn't allow it to happen. Andre Woodson was really good. Dickie Lyons was good that day. Little at running back. I mean, that was a very good Kentucky football team. And I do give them a lot of credit for staying in that game. Like I mentioned, multiple times they could have, um, you know, allowed us to kind of pull away from them, and they didn't. Uh, it's definitely one of the games I, I, I just have a bad taste in my mouth, too, because – uh, I got an injury on third down, and it was fourth and one. And that was uh, that was a situation I felt very comfortable in, fourth mm-hmm. and one. 
and I wasn't able to go out there on the field. Um, I wanted to. Coach Miles thought, you know, uh, Charles Scott gave us a better opportunity. He probably did. He was fully healthy. And, you know, it was a nice play. Um, when you look at it, uh, I forget the linebacker's name, but he was right there, stopped Charles. Braxton Kelly. And it was um, – yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was a really nice play by him. And uh, then madness ensued, right? Mm-hmm. And we we were coming off a big win against Florida uh, the week before, the height of Tebow time, the whole deal. So, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, right now you look at this, and I know it's not exactly the same situation, but a lot of people probably in your neck of the woods asking, is this going to be a trap game for Kentucky <laughs> with LSU coming into town? How about that, right? Because right. you're coming off the big win against Florida. Mm-hmm. You've got the big game against Georgia next week and LSU comes in unranked and so yeah here we are 14 years later and uh the scripts might be flipped a little bit but I uh, just especially from the say, the, the comeback ahead. aspect because you all had the big yeah. comeback at Florida and it was similar in this yeah. situation where Kentucky's down 13 and makes the big plays in the fourth quarter you mentioned uh Dickie Lyons is, is Craig Stelter is he okay have you, have you he is them? he he is okay. Uh, okay just Craig was sure. an All-American that year and uh, had a seven-year pro career. So my man got got one time, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it definitely it definitely was a hit. The Dickie, I'm sure. I think Dickie's from New Orleans. If yeah, I'm not, yeah. Uh, His mistaken. dad played yeah, for the so Saints, so yeah. He probably been thinking about that when Craig Stelts is a uh, New Orleans legend in high school football as well. So I'm sure Dickie uh, appreciated uh, the <laughs> moment that he had there against Craig. That 2007 season, too, just in general, uh, I mean, I saw somebody today tweeting about, like, they got to make a 30 for 30 on it. And there's a lot of comparisons from this season to that 2007 season. Did you think when that that, that loss to Arkansas late in the season, did you all think that, okay, well, you know, our dreams of a championship, that they're done now. How did you keep playing through, you know, to get to that point, to play through yeah. the madness, I guess you could say. Oh, no, I'd be I'd be a liar if I told you after we lost another triple overtime game. I don't know what it was. I was like kryptonite that year, both losses <laughs> in triple overtime. When we left that field, we didn't think there was a chance we could get back into the natty. Now, that's not to say that we didn't still have aspirations to win the SEC mm-hmm. because of if you at that time, especially because it wasn't a playoff. If you didn't win a natty, you, you had to win an SEC title. Like the SEC title is like your first goal, and it leads to a national championship appearance, at least, you know, in most years. So we were still motivated to play that game. And we lost our quarterback, Matt Flynn, in that Arkansas game. So we were playing with a backup. So, you know, we were still fired up to play in the SEC. But yeah, we definitely thought that we were knocked out of a national title because A, B, C, D, E, and F all had to happen for us to get back into it. Well, you know, lo and behold, they happened. But we also had to win. Like, we had to go beat yeah. Tennessee with a backup quarterback and uh, take you know care of our own part of, of that. And thank God for LaShawn McCoy. And uh, Shady definitely helped us out there, Pitt beating West Virginia, <laughs> because um, that's one that I don't think any of us had. Like, yeah. Oklahoma beating Mizzou. Like, okay, Oklahoma, we know their program. That one wasn't right, as shocking, right. even though Missouri – was the favorite there. But, yeah, Shady McCoy beating West Virginia was not the one we had. Pat McAfee pulling a chip shot, you know. I mean, a lot of a lot of crazy stuff had to happen that year. There's going to be more crazy stuff that happens this year. I also got to thank you for beating Ohio State. 16-year-old Nick uh, rubbed it in his teacher's face, and I thought there was going to be a child abuse case. Uh, Kentucky's better than Ohio <laughs> State. They beat LSU, and you couldn't right. beat them. So uh, thank you very yeah. much for that. Uh, thanks for joining me. I do have one final question before we go. 
Uh, just oh, how by, do you, by, by, by the yeah. way, to that point, though, real quick about, you know, Kentucky being better than Ohio State. So I'm going to Lexington this week, and I traveled all the LSU games and cover the team. My former NFL teammate, like I mentioned, Jacob Tame is going to be at the game, and mm-hmm. he would mess with me all the time in the Denver locker room. Hey, uh, you're going to bring my national championship ring so I can take a picture with it? Like, that was always his joke. I'm bringing the 07 ring, and Tammy and I are finally taking that picture on the sidelines there in Kroger Field. Nice. Oh, man, that's fantastic. <laughs> Love to hear it. Oh, man, it all comes full circle. Uh, but how do you see this game playing out Saturday night? It's a very intriguing matchup because the two teams just don't play one, right? right I mean, right. the last time LSU's been to Lexington was that game that we're talking about, 2007. LSU did a really nice job of stopping the run against Auburn last week. Tink Bixby and Hunter, both very talented backs, and LSU mm-hmm. held Auburn under 100 yards rushing. I think you have to commit to that if you're LSU. You have to make yeah. Will Levis be the reason that you lose the game and not Rodriguez and Smoke or, or Robinson. However, they you know design some play calls. Certainly, Wandale can can do both. So, I think you you have to do that. If LSU doesn't commit to the run, then I, I think Kentucky's going to take care of business. LSU has to, in my opinion, play true freshman Corey Kiner. He's out of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, so closer mm-hmm. to Kentucky than LSU. And LSU was able to go up and get him. Mr. Football in the state of Ohio last year. Right now, LSU, like last week, for instance, they were negative six yards before contact in the running game, which is just a bad stat. They've only had one game this year where they've had over a yard before contact. This offensive line is not giving the running backs any running room. But so when you look at that, like I wasn't the guy that would excel with that. I read my keys. I needed to see how it was blocked up, and I was going to go off that block. Corey Kiner can create on his own. Jump move, uh, spin move, stiff arm. He has to be the guy to create that running game because you're just not getting the push up front for any other back, I think, that's on this roster right now. So those are the things that I'm paying attention to. If, if, if I'm trying to find a path for LSU to be victorious here, they've got to run the ball. They've got to stack the box, make Will Levis beat them down the field. And certainly, obviously, Kentucky is going to try to be who they are. And I love the brand of football that they mm-hmm. play. So it's an intriguing matchup that we just don't know a lot about because these two teams just never play each other, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's uh it's old school sec football, whoever runs the ball like for that, more, yeah. you know, it, 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 even though Max yeah. Johnson can sling it around, stopping the run, running the ball. Hey, that's how Mark Stoops likes to play. Uh, but Jacob. Oh, with, with I, I want to say this about Mark Stoops and, and I, I know you kind of, uh, you, you talked about, um, you know, the, the podcast I do with Doring and Doring and I have kind of been on the Kentucky bandwagon for a, a, really the last couple of years, not just this year, but I mean it. Like from in my heart of hearts, I want to give a shout out to Kentucky football and the administration at Kentucky, Mitch Barnhart, for trusting in Mark Stoops. They allowed him to have time to figure out what mold he wanted to put this football program in. And they have done so. And now you see all the bowl games they've won in a, uh, a row. You see them beating Florida two out of the last four years when they hadn't beat them in 30 past years or whatever that number was. First time they beat them at home since I was one years old. The administration deserves a lot of credit for that patience. Mark Stoops deserves a lot of credit because he built it in his own mold. He, he doesn't worry about, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses and recruiting the same territories that every other SEC school does. He's like, I'm going to go to Ohio. I'm going to go to Michigan. I'm going to build it the way I envision this program. And I love the way that they built it. I think they've done a hell of a job creating a culture around that football program and gaining some confidence in that football program. 
that you can really build off of. I think you're seeing that growth this year. I know they've got some tough contests still left on their schedule, mm-hmm. but imagine if Kentucky goes 10 and two, yeah. like what that can do for your program moving forward. Some of the doors that you couldn't get in before, now those doors open in recruiting. And I love the way that the program is built right now. I think the future is extremely bright there in Big, uh, big Blue Nation. Man, 10 and two, that gets you to a sugar bowl probably. And I, I it does. I'd love to spend New Year's Day in New Orleans. Nothing I'd want more. <laughs> um, but like you said, Kentucky's playing a brand of football that we yeah. never thought could happen and have success in the SEC. So we'll see if it can translate into a six and zero start Saturday night, 730 at Kroger Field. Jacob Hester, thank you so much for joining yeah. us, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I am a big uh, fan of Kentucky, but I don't love that 6-0 start. 5-1 and one sounds good to me. They can go 10-2 <laughs> after that. They can go 10-2 after a 5-1 and one start. Mm. I need my Tigers to get back on track and be 4-2 after they leave. Uh, Lexington. But like I said, I'm looking forward to the game, going to see old friends, going to be at a place I haven't been to in, in 14 years, and I think we're going to get a hell of a ball game as well. It's going to be a great time. Enjoy Lexington, Jacob. We appreciate it. Absolutely, anytime. The peep, the technique. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.